Hey folks, it's King from Stay Tuned Sports, and I gotta tell you, I love energy drinks. They help give me that boost that I need to finish all my work, get through game film recaps from all of Sunday's games, and they provide that pick-me-up during a very long week. What I don't love is that crash and the jitters, the gross feeling you get with most other energy drinks. And that's why I tried Dubby, and I gotta tell you, Dubby is a game changer with flavors like Dragonade, Beach and Peach, Galaxy Grenade, and my personal favorite, the Dub Sludge. You can find your favorite or just get them all. There's no jitters, there's no crash because there's no sugar in Dubby. Plus, Dubby contains Neurofactor, an all natural ingredient derived from coffee cherries, which has been linked to enhanced brain function. You go on over to Dubby.gg right now, that's Dubby.gg, to grab the best energy drink you've ever had. And if you enter the code STSPORTS18, in all caps, you'll get 10% off your order. That's STSPORTS18 to get 10% off of Dubby Be Better. Stay tuners, welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here with our good buddy King. Hey everybody, how you doing? How you doing? How you doing? Happy Don't New Year's, Jimbo. Right now, I can tell you that everybody I think is doing a little bit better than you, boy, 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 boy dude. I, uh, I, I don't mean to listen. We all, we all know the state of my football team. We don't. We yes. all, we know, we all know the state of these guys here. Uh. What the fuck, dude? Well, I'll get into my statement, you know, an hour or two ago in our little uh, football yes, picks. There's right? a lot to talk about. But yes. um, you, I called it a couple weeks ago. I said, we are going to be the Arizona Cardinals from two, three seasons ago where they were like 10-1 and they missed the playoffs. Now, granted, we got locked up in the playoffs, so we're, we're good there. But we are what? One in four in the last five games, or something like that. You know, we went on. Uh, you are one in four. Yes, you so, lost to San Francisco, Dallas, Seattle, beat the Giants. Of course, you did. Yeah. Barely though. Yeah. I will say that barely. Uh, and then the game that I was like, you know, as as close as the Giants game was, I was like, the Cardinals are as close to a get right game as you can get. I was like, this is where this should this will be an easy win. They'll get that, and then we'll see what happens when they have to play the Giants. Because they're probably still going to have to win that game, and I was like, "Oh boy, that's going to be, that, you know, that that might get ugly for the Giants if the Eagles are really, really trying if they get everything right after coming off that Cardinals game." Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you let uh, uh, Mister Who's driving a bus, Mister, you got that fire in your gut. Uh, Cardinals had that fire in their gut more so mm-hmm. than uh, more so than Philadelphia. At home. That's the thing that gets. 
not only did you let the Cardinals beat you, yeah. which, by the way, the Giants beat the Cardinals this year with Daniel Jones. I just want to point that out. Uh, <laughs> not only did you let the Cardinals beat you, but you let the Cardinals beat you at home. Yeah. At home. Oh, my God. Mm. I, and I didn't realize it until the next day when I looked at the box score, the, the second half that we gave up, the you know, going, in, going into the second half, we were up 15 points. I think they outscored us. Like twenty to, to three or something in that second half. Like it, it was more than that because it was twenty one to three. I think going into halftime, wasn't it? Yeah. So like twenty one to three, and then they they outscored you. Yeah, uh, twenty nine to ten the rest of the way. Maybe that's what it was. But I was like looking like that. That is like a normal four quarter game. Twenty nine ten types type score for some teams. Or something like that. Yeah, because you know? I forget what the exact what the final score was. But yeah, it was that second half. Tyler Murray and the Cardinals all of a sudden were like, "Oh, this is are, are they, now you got to start questioning: Are they a good team? Are, are, is this just an epic Eagles collapse? Because because we've had this conversation now uh, through the group chat and and everything else. And, and again, like I said, I'm a Giants fan, so I, I don't have much of a leg to stand on. However, the Eagle any kind of any kind of misery that can be uh, put onto the Eagles makes me happy. It, that, that makes it a successful season for me. Anyway, that's it's it's all I got going for me. Yeah, so I get it. Uh, but I, I I don't know what is wrong. I don't know if it's the fact that again you lost your your two coordinators last year, and and now like if I'm an Eagles fan, seeing as how your defense has performed this entire season, uh, uh maybe maybe what what the hell is his name? Stephonic, demonic, demonic, whatever. Uh, uh, uh the, our who coordinator, the Cardinals coach. Oh, uh. Gannon, Gannon was oh, the. Gannon. Oh, I'm thinking of I'm thinking, thinking of the of Colts. one in, yeah. in uh, with the Colts. Uh, uh, Steichen. Steichen. Uh, there you go. But either way, with both of them, <laughs> if you look at the Eagles offensively and defensively, um, like I, I know you guys were trying to run Gannon out of town after the Super Bowl last year. Yeah, and you were you were. You were I, I was. I was. I was like, I was like leave um, him, leave him on the tarmac. I'll tell you what, if you could have. Gannon from last year or your defense of this year, which one are you going with? Well, I mean, just just look at the comparisons and, and the one stat alone look at. Look at the sacks. During the game, they said last season we had 70, I think 70 sacks. You, the, the Eagles' defense last year was a problem. Yeah. When they run up against teams. Again, I think you, you might have set a mark or got close to setting a mark or something like for, for, for total sacks in a season. For getting into the backfield, causing pressures, causing disruptions, like it was a thing, and that was what scared everybody. Was that you know, with the fact that you guys basically drafted the entire Georgia defense, yeah, it was like this is only going to get worse for everybody, yeah. And instead, the, the Eagles' defense has been mediocre at best. As, as I said, for you know, during that three-game run there, where you lost to the uh, Niners, Cowboys, and Seahawks, uh, I, I kept on saying you guys are soft as baby shit. You're, yeah. you're just letting people run right through you, and it it, it it was like if I was an Eagles fan, thank God I'm not, but if I was, that's a serious concern. Well, and yeah. seeing what James Conner did to you guys on Sunday, it's still a serious concern. <laughs> yeah. Well, just look at the first half, time possession. I mean, if you can control time possession, 50% of the time, 
you're going to win the, the, the game. You know, add in the other stuff, you, you'll definitely win the game. But the first half, they were, they were uh, I think, 20 minutes to like nine minutes of, of time of possession. Like they were blowing us out with, with time of possession. And yeah, but you were still up twenty-one to three, like at that point. So yeah. Even then, it's like okay, like it's it's yeah, your your time of possession is weird, but every time you have the ball, you're scoring, you're getting in scoring position, you're you're doing something, and the Cardinals with all that time aren't doing anything. So you're still, you know, me watching that game, uh, and at least into the you know with the with the first half, and you see it's like that's going about as I expected. You know, yeah, uh, with the Cardinals losing <laughs> by a significant amount, and you're like, okay, the Eagles maybe not playing their best. Uh, struggled with the Giants the week before, had lost three straight games before that, but it was turning out to be like, okay, this is going to be the get right game. And now, with that second half collapse, if you want to call it, by the Eagles. Uh, their destiny is no longer in their hands. Oh. If the Cowboys beat the Commanders on Sunday, and they will, uh, the Eagles are the fifth seed. Yeah, there's you know that's that's just it. Our Cowboys win, they win the division based on the tiebreakers and everything. Yeah. So when you look at where the Eagles were five weeks ago, at ten and one, and even though they had been struggling, even though I had been like, man, they are playing with fire. They're ten and one, but they're playing with fire. And you see all people like Colin Cowherd on there putting them on the top of his list, like, oh, this is a team that you know makes a lot of people say they're not playing the best, but I see a team that overcomes adversity. It's like Colin. Like, first of all, you're stupid. But yeah. Can we all agree that Colin Cowherd is a moron? I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I would, I would say that he likes to. Oh, I'm super educated, and I do it. He's he makes. As bad, if not worse, takes than Skip Bayless. Well, let, I'll let, put that out there. Let's right not now. forget his his top five quarterbacks not to win a Super Bowl had the the kid that was with the Commanders, oh, uh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne yeah. Haskins, who has so passed this away. Is the man who put a dead man on his list. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. So, like, and and and, and uh, this isn't a case where you know. Hopefully, he won't sue me for saying this because it's it's strictly an opinion. Yeah, uh, and it's not defamation in, in any way. So I'm not saying he's on any sort of list. I'm saying that he makes lists himself. <laughs> so, uh, you know, hashtag put gonna, whatever you want there. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that's a hashtag, but sure, go go right ahead. Uh, but like when you, you you look back at all that, and I'm I mean I kept on telling you, and you just said I was a hater, and I kept on saying you are playing with fire. I was like this, they they don't look strong. They don't look good. Like before, we had that whole interruption of the show uh, a couple months ago, where we missed a couple shows, and, yeah. and I missed doing my uh, my rankings, which I, I really wish I had cut up with. Because man, you'd have been pissed. Been <laughs> I would have been. I would have been completely right out. Now. You'd, be, you'd be upset <laughs> where I have the Eagles right now. Um, you know where I kept on having the Eagles like fourth and fifth and stuff like that. You're like, oh, you're just hating. Oh, you're just hating. I was like, Jimbo, watch the game. I was like, you should have lost to the Patriots. You should have lost to the Bills. You should have lost to the Dolphins. You should have lost to these teams. Yeah. And you kept on just eking it out and eking it out. And let's not forget, you lost to Zach Wilson yeah. and the Jets. So put that out there as well. Like, you know, the, the, there is, there was enough 
out there already in this season to be like the Eagles are a concern. But I think <laughs> a lot of people get Sorry. lured up with the win. Oh, but but we won. But we won. But we won. And it's like, yeah, you won, but uh, that doesn't matter. But we won. And it's like, all right. And then you went up against San Francisco. You went up against Dallas in Dallas. Yeah. And you went up against Seattle and lost all of those games, three straight games. And then everybody's like, what is this sudden collapse from the Eagles? It's like, this was written all right. Like, this was written large in the sky everywhere. You could tell this was coming. Yeah. Anybody who was paying attention could tell this was coming. And they have done nothing to fix this. The only saving grace that they have is that they played the Giants twice in the last three weeks. And again, I won't be surprised if we lose. Well, now here's here's the question because, uh, again, we're taping this, filming this, all the things. We're recording all of this on Wednesday. Uh, this is uh, January 3rd of the New Year. Happy New Year's, by the way, everybody. Uh, that the Browns are arresting everybody. Joe Flacco is going to sit down, take a little nap on the bench. I like was going to say, yeah. Hopefully he brings a pillow uh, this time. And uh, and the Chiefs will be resting everybody. Yeah. Because uh, they're locked in. Now, if I'm the Eagles, I know that I'm all but locked into that fifth seed because the Cowboys are playing the commanders. The Washington football team of Redskin commanders. They're not losing that game. Because the Cowboys are going to play all their starters, and they're going to they're going to put their foot on the throat because they know if they win, they win the division, and they get a home game. And as we've seen this year, the Dallas Cowboys at home and the Dallas Cowboys on the road are two very different teams. Yes. So when you look at it that way, uh, I, I I don't see the Cowboys in any way, shape, or form losing this game uh, to Washington. There's only five so percent of me that win, thinks that will. So, what's that? There's only five percent of me that thinks the Washington team will pull it out. What is your five percent? I would love to know what your five percent is. With the thirty-second ranked uh, defense, I believe they have, uh, and and Sam Howell. Uh, it is. What is your what, what what is your what is your what is your thought process? It is the twenty-three twenty-four NFL season. What is supposed to happen has not happened yet for any any teams. Like you know, we we, we thought. The Chiefs and Mahomes would be back to how they were, you know, last year, how they're playing. They've been shit all year. Grant lead the league in drops and offensive offsides. Um, Eagles, they were supposed to be repeating to, you know, go up against the Chiefs. Um, how many upsets that shouldn't have happened, happened, you know. So that's my 5% is thinking. This will happen. So, with all, so just based on, it's been a wacky year. You're yeah. doing five percent on that. Yes, Dude, that's that's a that's a point oh one percent possible. That's like saying the fates and the football gods will decide this for us. Um, you would literally need Jesus to come down <laughs> and quarterback Washington, and even then. I'd still probably take the Cowboys at, at, at minus five and a half. I'd take the Cowboys with five and a hook with Jesus playing for Washington. Maybe I'll put some money on the I game and, and be like the, the guy from FanDuel who did, did that 
Dude, he he lived the dream that I've been trying to do for like three years now, <laughs> where I put like two bucks on on the whole slate parlay. Yeah, and like let's ride. And I've gotten close <laughs> a couple times. Yeah, I've gotten close a couple times. I got really upset. Uh, I want to say it was two years ago. Uh, uh, Jackie, uh, my wife, she she went undefeated one week. Oh really? She went fourteen and zero, and I was like. Son of a bitch! I should I should have bet I should have bet her line. I should have bet her line. I should have went off Vandal and I should have put the goddamn picks in. And yeah. I didn't. Um, but I could have put two bucks into like you know 120 grand or whatever it was. Yeah. But like to to circle back to the the, the story you know that we're talking about, um, as far as the defense, because you know, I know I've been bitching about the offense, the Eagles' offense, a lot the past few weeks, saying that they don't run the ball, which they don't. That defense is a liability right now. Number-wise, the offense is actually pretty good. Like, they're in the top it's ten. Terrible. But I was thinking about them. Like, when I first thought that, I'm like, oh, you know, we, we got the offense. But I started thinking about them, like, because they got to play. You know, like, because of the defense. They they, they got, you know, they're down, so they got to pass the ball to try to get back into the game. So that's why their, their uh, yardages are up there. When we were winning and when we were running, we were running really well. Defensively, we didn't really lose anybody from that 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 team. No, you all again. The reason why I was freaking out in the preseason <clears throat> was because of like Jalen Carter and all these other pieces you added from Georgia. Yeah, and you know, adding, and that's it. You added to the defense. The defense really didn't lose anybody. You added to, and that's why everybody was like, "This team murdered backfields last year," and now. They've only added. It's it can only get worse, right? And all of a sudden, now we have this season of work to look at, and it's like maybe Gannon wasn't the problem. Yeah, I I, I really and, think it's it's the coordinator. You know, because like I said, the, I, well, the only I, big name I, that we I, lost I that that is really showing up this year is Hargrave, who went to San Fran. I mean, every time you watch San Fran's game. His name gets called out two, three, four times a game for blowing up a run in the backfield or, you know, taking double teams on so Chase Young and everybody else could feast on the, the quarterback. Kaiser White, we lost. He was big for us last year in, in the linebacker position, but you don't really hear his name too much this year. So I'm not really thinking he may have redid what he did last year with us. But Hargrave was a big, big loss. But it shouldn't have been what's losing that one person. Yeah, no, that doesn't change. Not have been a disintegration. Yeah, of this defense going from one of the scariest defenses that the NFL has seen in recent memory to being a team that you can cut through like cake. Yeah, and we've seen it now, and we've seen other teams that like. Listen, I remember Week One, and I was trying to tell you this when they played the Patriots. And they almost look if if that Patriot I forget the Patriot receiver name, but if he gets that second foot down, yeah, the Patriots win that game. Yeah, you would have lost to the Patriots, who are worse than the Jets, and you did lose to the Jets. Yeah. And to be fair, outside of bad referee calls, you should have lost to the Bills. And again. Through mistakes and and blunders and errors, you should have lost to the Dolphins. The AFC East should have swept the Eagles this year. Now, again, what it could have, should have, yeah. all that being the case. 
But man, the like again, I I think from week one, the problems were apparent. But the, you kept on winning. You kept on pulling it out by hook or by crook. And I think it was the fact of the, oh, but we won. And I think a lot of Eagles fans, I think a lot of Eagles analysis uh, was kind of blurred by that. Yeah. Whereas me, an adamant Eagles hater. Very true. Could see through that smoke and be like, this is a legitimate problem. Like, listen, I gave the Eagles their flowers last year. I said that defense was something else. And they played on a different level than I think anybody else. And they ran through the NFC East. They ran through the NFC. I Again, I think if Brock Purdy was healthy, maybe you lose to San Francisco. But that's neither here nor there. I still think San Francisco was a better team last year. Yeah. But be that as it may, the Eagles were the second best team in the NFC last year, at least in my opinion. And it was close. Yeah. Whatever the case is. Yeah, we, me and you both they, always agreed that. They they are not going into the playoffs right now. They're not one of the top. T- I think right now, if, if we're going to be honest, and this is here's my Skip Bayless hot take. Here's my Colin Cowherd hot take. You know, have this as a soundbite. Um, I think right now, the Chicago Bears are playing better than the Philadelphia Eagles. I, I would agree just because of that defense. Offensively, I think we could keep up with the Bears. I was, I'm was i not going to say Niners or anything like that, but I would say even Dallas. I think offensively, we could keep up with Dallas. But as soon as that defense goes out... You played Dallas. You showed you could. Like we that, have, game we was, have, that, that game was a lot closer. We have very recent video evidence showing that you can't keep up with Dallas that you can't keep up with San Francisco. And here's the thing is it's because of the now, defense instead of being the number 1 seed in which you were in the driver's seat for yeah. even after losing to San Francisco and losing to Dallas. Philadelphia, you were still in the driver's seat. If you just beat Seattle and then beat the shit Cardinal sandwich that was the meat of the shit giant sandwich. Yeah. Yeah, Giants, Cardinals, Giants. All you had to do, with, all you had to do, was beat Seattle, a very mediocre team. I think we can all agree this season. Yeah. The Giants, who suck, as a Giants fan, I can say that. The Cardinals, who suck, anybody with two eyes can say that. And then you had to beat the Giants again, which again, the Giants suck this year. Yeah. That's all you had to do. And what did you do? You lost to Seattle. You almost lost to the Giants, and then you lose to the Cardinals. And now because of that, and again, and that's where Dallas losing to Miami. So again, even after losing to Seattle, the Dallas loss and the San Francisco loss to Baltimore still kept you in the conversation for the number one seed. All you have to do is beat Arizona and then beat the Giants this week, and you're either at least the number two seed or maybe, depending on how things fell, the number one seed. Yeah. But instead... You fall, you collapse to the Cardinals. And now, again, you've all but guaranteed just that you're the five seed, which means you have to go on the road, which means you're probably playing Tampa Bay. And of all the teams from the NFC South, and I know everybody's going to be, oh, NFC South sucks, NFC South sucks. It does, don't get me wrong. Yeah. 
but the way that the, the matchup, the way that the way the teams match up, I think the Eagles against Tampa Bay in Tampa, I think that's the worst matchup you can have. Yeah. And all Tampa has to do is beat Carolina to win a division. They should do that. Does that happen? Again, like you said, crazy NFL year. But I would go ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think I think the Buccaneers will beat Carolina, which means that they win a division, which means that they get a home game at what, nine and eight or ten and seven, whatever the hell they'll be. Yeah. Um and then the Eagles have to go to Tampa Bay. And if I'm an Eagles fan, I'm not looking at that as a, all right, well, I mean, it's the NFC South. We should beat them because I'm like, oh, shit. I would have rather played Atlanta or New Orleans or anybody else. And I think even New Orleans would be tough for you guys simply because you have to go down to the dome. Yeah. Um, so I, I, if I'm going to be honest with you, and this is not speaking guys as, as an Eagles hater, which I am, again, 100%. But just as somebody with an observer, yeah, uh, 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 I will try to take that the hate hat off, taking off the hate hat, <laughs> and putting on the, the just the uh, uh, neutral observer. Okay. The Eagles, I think, are a one and done team in the playoffs. I yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for that defense, after you know, kind of alluded to it earlier, you know, when we started the show. I know in our uh, football picks chat, I said about there was a report that the the team was fractured against you know the coach and stuff like that. Past two weeks, AJ Brown hasn't talked to the reporters. He finally talked to the reporters today to kind of clear the air of everything. I think offensively, you're going to see a, a lot better offensive team this game compared to the past few weeks, even before San Fran. This defense needs to get their ass to, their their. their Heads out of their ass. Um, Gonna get the ass out of their heads. Yeah, pulled, get oh, your ass out of your ass. I, I almost pulled a little Tommy boy there. Fucked up the the quote. <laughs> <laughs> um, as far as resting starters, I wouldn't because they got to figure this out, and you're not gonna figure it out by sitting on the bench. No, but but at least play a we half. All, we all know Jalen Hurts is is nicked up. Yeah, we all know he's nicked up. Uh, that offensive line, uh, for as strong as they are, they could use a rest. I think we know that. And then you also have to look at the fact of you're you're all but locked into that number five. You're yeah. not going to get any better. You're not going to get any worse. You're there. That's yeah. where you are. That's where you're going to be. Um, and then on top of that, you have that you're playing at MetLife Stadium, which even though they replaced the turf with supposedly better turf, it's still a shitty stadium. It's still a shitty surface. It's yeah. still a shitty turf place to play. And and it's still a turf monster that, you know, it's claimed a couple of people this year already. Aaron Rodgers among them. Uh, so it's... do Because here's the thing. Knowing that you're all but locked into that number five seat, if you put everybody out there and then, you know, you're playing against the Giants who have nothing to play for, uh, except for beating the Eagles, that's really it. Yeah. You know. By the way, if the Giants win by more than eight, belts coming home. <laughs> uh, and let's say, oh, you do a tush push, and what's that? Oh, Jalen Hurts on the ground, writhing in pain because he popped an ACL in a game that did nothing to either advance or detract from the Eagle spot in the playoffs, and now he's done 
and being done this late into the season means that he's probably not going to be ready for the start of the 2024 season. What do you think people would say? Or see, let's say AJ Brown gets hurt. But see, that's that, that's a fan on that turf. That that's a, a fan thinking though. Like no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fan because, thinking, but it's also it's a legitimate thought. Look no, it what is. Happened, look at what happened to Chubb down in Miami. No, yeah, garbage time. Not in Miami, but it was in Baltimore. Yeah, but garbage time. I I'm probably like I don't want to go out. I'm, I'm not coming out of this game. I'm staying in this game. This is what I'm going to do. Yeah, you know, and, and I'm staying into the end. It pops his knee. Now he's done. Yeah, forever. I, I well, do, not forever, but for the rest of the season, he's yeah. not done forever. Not that, <laughs> he, not tomorrow. He, they didn't amputate his leg. <laughs> no, he's fine. He's, he's fine. He's not done forever. He's still with him. <laughs> but I do um, think uh, Sirianni is going to be doing a lot of uh, scoreboard checking, to, and that is what I think will decide when he pulls the starters. Uh, I I don't even risk it. I, like again, I know this is like people think about. Okay, the, you know now you're not going to get a bye week. Yeah. Obviously, you're not going to get the number one seed, and now you're not even getting a home game. Yeah. Uh, and depending on how the schedule comes out, you're playing on. You could be playing on Saturday, which would make it a short week. Yeah. You know, depending on how <laughs> they do the playoff matchups, and I got to tell you, right now, Eagles versus Buccaneers, not a prime time matchup. No. So I, they might get a Saturday game. Yeah. Uh, if, like, I I would say. Working, you know, thinking about it cautiously, thinking about it like just rationally. Even if you beat the Giants by sixty-eight points, all Dallas has to do is beat Washington by one. Yeah, and you're still the fifth seed. Like you're not, and and I'm sorry, Dallas is not going to pull an Eagles. Dallas is not losing to Washington. Uh, like I said, ninety-five percent of me thinks not losing the that's going to happen. You have to, you have to understand that. You have to understand that is that Dallas is not. I understand they're on the road. They're in Washington. Listen, they could play this game anywhere you wanted to. Dallas is not going to lose this game to Washington, not knowing that they win a division. If they do it, they get a home game, which they desperately need. Yeah. Because Dallas plays significantly better on the road, and considering that they'll be probably the number two seed, depending on what happened, because of uh, you know the, the the bullshit went over Detroit, which we're going to get to. Yes, uh, they'll be the number two seed, which means most likely they'll get two home games. Uh, but th- they are going to play all out. They're going to ball out. They're going to have every starter playing. Everybody's going to be playing their absolute best, and you're going to tell me that. Dak and C.D. Lamb, and and uh, you're gonna have Michael Parsons on that defense, and they, like they're gonna let Sam Howell and what is defensive, you know, ostensibly like the the, the St. Louis Battlehawks on defense. <laughs> they're gonna That's let XFL side go ahead and and stop Dak Prescott. That's not. I'm sorry, it's not gonna happen. Uh, what happens if four plays in Dak blows out his ACL? That is possible. That, that is possible, but yeah. you have to play the. You have to in this in this instance. I think you have to play the odds. I think you have to play the odds. I think you have to play. Understanding that my quarterback Jalen Hurts has been nicked up for at least the last half of this season, and yeah. it has shown. Yeah. 
uh, I have a team that just, for some reason, some way, isn't clicking right. Something, something's funky. I don't know what it is. Uh, so, here's what we're going to do. We're going to treat this week as our bye week. All, all the starters, all our skilled guys, everybody like that, chill out, relax, heal up, go out there, and listen. Let's face facts: the Eagles could probably beat the Giants with their backups anyway. Yeah. Uh, you go out there, you play the game against the Giants, whatever the case is, you're the fifth seed. Then you go and you start preparing there, from there, to play against Tampa. And that's where you try to, listen, get all your guys in there, get in the meeting rooms, go over the place, get it right, get everybody in the right headspace, do what you have to do. But let's say you you start putting some of these guys out there in what is most likely a meaningless game. You think that's going to help the fractured locker room? You think AJ Brown's going to keep quiet about that? Especially if someone gets hurt, like Jalen or him or another important piece of that of that or uh, uh, that, Eagles public. Like let's, let's say Jason Kelsey gets hurt. Yeah. That, that, you're that's 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 not going to get really loud in Philadelphia. That's why I think it's going to get. Loud. That's why I think the leaders of that team want to play because they know they got to get it right and they're not going to get it right by just looking at a playbook. But you, as the coach, you have to make that decision. Listen, there's players out there who get injured and are like, I want to go back there. I want to go back out there. You, as the coach, have to know better. You, as the coach, have to do what's best, not for the player, but for the team. Yeah. And know that these pieces are too important to risk on a game that means nothing. And this Giants game means nothing, because you're not gonna you're not getting a you're not getting a division, and you're not you're not gonna get any worse. If you lose, you're not gonna drop down to sixth or seventh or something like that. And if you win, you're, you're not moving up the standings anywhere. Yeah, I mean, but again, so, you know, technically, there's still a chance. Might be point no, zero zero Jim, one. Stop! Stop it! Stop like it. Jim Carrey said, there's always a chance. No, I just kind of, I just kind of paraphrased it. That's all. I just what? That's, how are we, how are we <laughs> attributing that to Jim? So Perry you're saying there's a chance? Has said that since the beginning of time. <laughs> are you are you are you go are you are you trying to go to Dumb and Dumber with that? Yeah. So you're saying there's a chance? There's a chance. It might be point zero zero one. Mathematically, mathematically, the Patriots were were still in, in the playoff hunt. Two two weeks ago, and now they have. So the Detroit Lions got screwed, <laughs> and so did and, and so did the that. Eagles too with that call. Uh, yeah, no, that was that had a that, little reverberation. That 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 screwed a lot of people. Lot well, of places, just yeah. those those two teams. Um, uh, but yeah, that, well, let's let's start talking about that because one, I think Brad Allen. Should not be refereeing this week to begin with. I, I think they should have called well, the year he's on him. Doing a prime time game, a big he's game, a, a game that has a lot on the line. Yeah, and I just with the Steelers and Ravens. The Steelers are fighting for a playoff spot. That's that's why I, I just don't understand. Like, so if he if he fucks up this game, does does he get demoted to up oh, only one one o'clock games? Like, like I like listen, like because uh, here's the thing. This is not this crew's first fuck up. If we remember back to the Chiefs and Packers game. 
Yeah. Not only was this the crew that called a late hit out of bounds against Patrick Mahomes when he was still very clearly <laughs> in bounds. Yep. And then to, to kind of flip and reverse it, uh, MVS got basically sexually assaulted <laughs> on the field and no call for pass interference on that play, which again led to uh, a Packers win against the Chiefs. And, and the Chiefs have had their own dilemmas there. And again, who knows if MVS even catches that ball because he, he and Darius Tony couldn't catch cold at this point. Yeah. Uh, but like this again, this crew has had some real bad ones. And even in this game, and I know the Cowboy fans out there are screaming, talk about the tripping call. Fine. We'll talk about the goddamn tripping call, too. Yeah. Which I don't know if you saw. They called the Cowboys offensive lineman, I think, for tripping uh, Aiden Hutchinson. When he didn't trip Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson had kind of kicked his leg out to try to trip somebody, but failed to do so. Nobody yeah. really tripped on the flag. But not only did the refs throw the flag, but then they threw the flag on the wrong person on something that never even happened. Yeah. So that that, that goes again to all this other stuff. Now you have now now take that into account. Now we take into account the lines drive all the way down the field score a touchdown. Now, they're down one point. Kick an extra point, go to overtime, right? Not yeah. with Dan Campbell. Not MCDC, baby. He <laughs> says, fuck it. We're going for two. We're going to win it right here. Gets everybody out there. Gets the offensive lineman. He goes to report. Now, there's two other offensive linemen out there. According to Dan Campbell, he said he wanted to kind of, you know, have the Cowboys defense or somebody wonder, like, oh, who was actually reporting or not? But you can clearly see it's number 68 speaking to Brad Allen, I believe his name is Brad Allen. I know his last name is Allen. Yeah, it's Brad Allen. Uh, goes to the referee, tells it. you see the referee acknowledge, go to the defense to say who's reported, which that's the other thing, too. I don't know how you're trying to fool anybody when the referee has to tell the defense who's reported. Yeah, that's true. So either way, the, I, I, would, I would imagine that when it's the person speaking to you saying, I'm reporting, you would think it's that person reporting. Yeah. Apparently not to Brad Allen. <laughs> According to Brad Allen, who reported was number 70, who was still about 15 to 20 yards away running onto <laughs> the field. Yeah. When he decided, when he acknowledged the idea that somebody was reporting and went to the defense to say that they were reporting. So what happens? The play goes off. 68, uh, uh, Decker, who was the, the man who ostensibly reported to the ref that yeah. he was eligible, goes to the end zone, catches it, two-point conversion. Detroit's got a one-point lead. What a game. And by the way, what a great game it was. This was a fantastic game. What a wonderful Saturday night game. I, I mean, it was really a fantastic game. Oh, it was. And then you see a flag thrown, and you're like, "What's the flag? Did 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 Micah jump off sides? Did you know? Did that? Like, what what happened? What is this flag for?" And then you see him say that 68 didn't report. They say he's illegal touching. He didn't report. And you see everybody start losing their minds, and you're like, "How how can you have a play like that go off? Yeah, and not have the person report? Like that seems absurd. That seems like that that." And no way you wouldn't run a play to have somebody like that. I mean, clearly it was planned for him to catch it the whole time. Yeah. So clearly he's going to report that he's eligible. 
Like, how does that screw up? And so then it was like, what the hell's going on? What's going on? And then you see the overhead camera. You see the old 22 camera. Then you see the other, you see the camera of Goff in the huddle. Tell Decker to go report. Yeah. And you see Decker leave the huddle. And you see the overhead of Decker approach the referee. And you see him saying something. Like, you can see he's the one talking. And you see the referee acknowledge that something was said to him. Yeah. And you see the referee go to the defense and saying that there's an eligible receiver now. How do you fuck that up? Here's my only question, and, and I kind of brought it up in our chat. There's been games that when there was a you know a lineman reporting eligible or whatever, you would hear him go over to intercom and say 68's reporting eligible, and he would do that you know motion. Why didn't we hear that? Well, exactly. Why was it not announced? Because that I, I agree with you. Usually you'll hear it announced. Yeah. Usually while while the announcers are still trying to say you'll hear like you know seventy is reported eligible or sixty eight reported eligible. Because if if he would have done that, then Dan Campbell could have either called a timeout or he could have been like no 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 wait hold on da 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 could have been something else. Now to another point that my my father actually made uh, during that whole process was. I think even after that, I think Dan Campbell screwed up in the fact that, listen, yes, you got screwed over. Yes, that should have been a two-point conversion. Yes, you should be in the lead. That being said, kick the extra, kick the extra point, go to overtime. Yeah. The fact that, that they went for it again from five yards further back, and then they, they actually got a penalty on that one because Micah jumped off sides or lined up off sides. Yeah. So then they got it five yards closer again, and then they tried it again. It's like, listen, you tried it. It didn't work. I mean, it did work, and the refs fucked you. Yeah. But give your team the opportunity to win and keep the game going. I understand you're frustrated. I understand it's like, but we had the win. Well, we had the lead. We were going to win this game. I understand that. I understand the emotions. I understand being hot about it. And if you saw Dan Campbell on that sideline, <laughs> he was hot. Yeah. He was hot about it. And I think that also was the problem, though. I think he let his emotions grab him too much. As a head coach, you have to, as angry and as upset as you might be, you have to keep that in control. And you have to be like, fine, fuck it. Get the extra point team out there. Tie the game get it to overtime, and give your team an opportunity to win the game. Your defense had been playing well. Your offense is playing well. It would, you know, give them a chance, an opportunity. Because if you keep on, if you miss the two points, you're out of timeouts. You're out of the, you know, you, you, you miss the two points, you're done. Yeah, you essentially you handed the, the game, game over. So give your team the opportunity to continue the game and have an opportunity to win. I'm not saying they would have won in overtime. I'm not saying any of that. But at least give yourself and your team the opportunity to keep the game going and a chance to win. Yeah. So I think that part is also on Dan Cable, and I think that was a big mistake that he made after all of that. Yes, the Lions got screwed. Yes, it should have been a two-point conversion. Yes, they should have had the lead and most likely win the game. But you have to work with what the reality of the situation is, not what you want it to be. Yeah. And I know that you would want it to be 
And after the game, you can talk about whatever, you know, however it went. And after overtime, you can talk about it. But in that moment, give your team the opportunity to win. He didn't do that. I think that was a that part was a big mistake on his part. Yeah. That, that they should have fixed. And if he does that and then they win in overtime, again, now we're talking about the Lions still alive for the number one seed. Yeah. They, uh, they would have been locked for the number two. It would have been probably a lot. For, yeah, they would have been a lot for number two because they would have had the tiebreaker over the Cowboys. Yeah. Um, and you know, it just it 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 could have changed so many other things. And I think he just got lost in the sauce there. I just hope and, that he's not buying into this whole. You know, a couple weeks, uh, four or five weeks ago is when everybody started really buying into how aggressive he is. He don't care with fourth down and twenty five. He's going to go for it. It's good to be aggressive, but you gotta be smart no, about it. And that's what I mean. And, and he, so far, I mean, he's been good with it. Yeah, he's been aggressive at the right spots at the right times. Like with his fake punts, you've seen that they've mostly worked. Yeah. Uh, you see, uh, sometimes with the two point calls, they've worked. I, I worked at Dallas, and unfortunately, got called back on him. But like he's been aggressive. But he hasn't been Brandon Staley aggressive. Yeah. He hasn't been stupid aggressive. He's been good aggressive uh and i think that's i think that's the difference and 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 to that point i think we're just with this one i think he got lost in the emotion of the moment yeah so he was like fuck it go out there again go out there i don't care if we two points from the 50 yard line we're gonna go for it yeah it's like he he was so upset at the fact that the ref screwed him out of getting that two-point conversion that he was just screw it, go out there. We're just gonna go again. Just go again. Just go again. Just go again. Just go again. It's like, damn. Like, take a breath. Send out the field goal unit. Take the extra point. Go to overtime. Give yourself and your team an opportunity to win instead of <coughs> risking. Right. Like you did it. You were aggressive. You risked it for the biscuit. You got it, and it got taken away from you. Don't get me wrong. Everybody in America feels for you. Oh yeah. Everybody except for Dallas fans. Uh, like we get, and, and that play was so bad. I even Skip Bayless admitted Dallas should not have won that game. No. So you know no. it's a bad call when Skip Bayless says his team should not have won that game. And again, you know Dallas fans and everybody wants to bring up the tripping call, which I understand. Listen, nobody likes the Brad Allen crew. Everybody <laughs> agrees that they suck. Yeah. Everybody agrees that they are not good. You know, that's why they're not going to be refereeing uh, postseason games. Thank God, apparently, hopefully. Again, that's just a report. We don't know where it's coming from, but I assume that they've been demoted. Yeah. There's enough people that reported it. But again, I haven't seen any official source on that, so I don't know. But, like, the fact that they're they're crewing another primetime game and a game of such importance already in Week 18, I mean, like, they should be taken off that game. They should be. Yeah. Because... They have been the most visible example of the problem with the officiating in the NFL this year. That crew has been horrendous, top to bottom, from the referee to the umpire to the line judge to the field judge to the back judge. All of them are atrocious. They're throwing flags. They're not throwing flags. They're making calls. They're letting other things go. Like it, it's, they are so wildly all over the place yeah that it doesn't make sense you don't know what you don't know what you're going to get you don't know how you're going to play it and and some of the calls and non-calls they've made have been 
uh, egregious. Like I said, they made that call against Patrick Mahomes for being hit out of bounds, but he was clearly in bounds. Yeah. And then what was it? Two plays later, MVS is 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 having a situation <laughs> downfield, and they keep the flag in the pocket. I was like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Either be consistent with your calls, or or like, either throw the flag. Be a, be a crew that's like, okay, this crew is gonna throw flags, or the other. And and the perfect example is I'll bring this up: the Rose Bowl. By the way, I was just about to say that. I want to bring this up. I want to bring this up and just tell you, the committee got it right, and you can kiss my ass. <laughs> if you watch both those games, the committee got it right. Sorry, FSU. Go cry about it. And again, you had a chance to show everybody that uh, oh, they did get it wrong. No, what happened? You lost by the largest margin in any college bowl ever. Same so, thing. Same thing will happen next year. But oh, I digress. We didn't. We didn't have our guys. They weren't starting. So I guess that your program just wasn't that important, then, was it? You had a chance to show everybody. Nobody wants to be there for it. You guys suck. Deal with it. You weren't one of the top four teams, and thank God they weren't in it. Because if they were, we would have had a snooze fest in one of these bowls. Which you, you'll you'll have next year. We had two fantastic games. I digress though. When it comes to the Rose Bowl, and you look at that referee crew that they had there, which was apparently from the Big Twelve. Yeah. And and uh, I watched the McAfee cast of it, and you heard him say that the refs pregame, they were talking to people like they said they're, they're going to let them play. They said they're going to try to keep flags in their pocket for, for most of the game. And you saw that they did just that. And there were a couple of borderline plays with the, the, the running into the kicker, and there yeah. were a couple of hits that might have been a little out of bounds, a little late, that they kind of kept the flags in. They let the boys play. And you know what? It was a great game. Yeah. It was a fantastic game because everybody knew what to expect and where to skirt that line, you know? And if you know going into the game, like, this is how we call the game. We're going to do this. Or, again, if you have an officiating crew that's like, listen, we call it tight. You know, if we see a jersey tug, if we see a jersey pull, if there's something that's borderline, we're going to throw the flag instead of not throw it. Then you also know at least where you stand, where the line is. Yeah. So that you know not, you know, so, you know, you can't blame anybody if something happens. With this Brad Allen crew, you don't know what the fuck is going on. Yep. One play, you can pull on a guy's shirt, pull him down to the ground, there's going to be no flag. On the other one, you could try to run by him, incidental contact hit with the feet or something, or you slightly bump him, oh, they're going to throw a flag on that and say either pass interference or illegal contact. Yeah. And it's like, but there's no consistency. There's zero consistency with that group. And, so, and that's all I've asked all season long with, with these refs. I accepted that it was going to be a shit year for refs. Just be consistent. Whether it's shitty calls, being con uh, consistent, fine. At least you're being consistent. If you're going to call us for a pass interference and a guy does more to us next play and don't call him, yeah, it pisses me off. But just be consistent. And I think I think that's the problem is that you have you have all of these uh, you have all of these uh, what do I want to say uh, uh, you have all these crews in the NFL that don't I don't know if they're getting it from on high I don't know where they're getting it but but it's it, it seems like 
each week is a is a different thing, and even sometimes in the same game. And you know, I think that's what's caused a lot of people to be upset with the officiating this year is because you see in the same game it's not consistent. Yeah, you see in the same game they call one thing and not the other for the other team or something like that, and that's why everybody's been like, for the first time in a, I I think I've ever seen where people are like. No, it's it's it. This doesn't seem like it's all oh, the refs are cheating for this team or the refs are cheating for this team. It's like the refs are just bad across the board. Yeah, and it's like I I don't know if full time refs help that or not. I know there's a big push for that. I don't know how much that will help or hurt if it does anything yeah. to change how the officials are. Like I I, I don't know. I I don't know. I don't know if there's any data to support that or not. I don't think there's any full time refs anywhere, whether that's college, pro, or anything. Yeah. Uh, but I, I think when you look at it, like like all we want is consistency. If you're going to throw a lot of flags, at least we know that okay, this is a tight crew. They're going to throw. If you if you sneeze on the line, they're calling off sides. Yeah. If you if you see one little fabric tug, they're going to call holding. If you see like anything like that, that's what they're going to do. Or again, like we saw in the Rose Bowl with the referee crew, it's going to be like we're going to let the boys play. So understand. We're gonna call it if you're if you're if you're really pulling on somebody. We're gonna call it if you really hit somebody late. We're gonna call it. But if it's a fraction of a call, or if it's like well, bang bang or something like that, we're keeping it in the pocket, just so you know. Yeah. And I think because then that helps the players. That helps the fan. It helps the players especially because then the players know already where that line is. Yeah. And how they can play. And even you've heard players say it from cornerbacks, receivers quarterbacks defensive linemen it's like as long as they know how the refs are going to call the game and and where that line is they can adjust their game themselves yes and know okay i can be either a little bit more aggressive in this aspect or i have to back off in this perspective or i have to do that you know like it's, it's a serious question the nfl is going to have to worry about because here's the thing is like we've been talking about this for the whole regular season if something happens like what happened on Saturday with the Lions happens in like the Super Bowl. The Super Bowl, yeah. Shit. I mean, you think it's loud now. Yep. I mean, shit's going to get super loud. Yeah. And, and, like you know, just imagine if it's Detroit in the Super Bowl, it happens to them again. What the fans will do to their cities alone? They'll, they'll burn Detroit down. No, they'll go to. You're a fan of the Eagles. You're, you are you are in no <laughs> position to be talking about any other fans burning down any other cities. I don't um, want to like, yeah, pump those brakes. The only one that you get to talk about is Vancouver because they're the only ones I think that are worse than you. <laughs> Sticking with with the Rose Bowl though, that game. Okay, you know, not talking about the refs or anything like that. That game, that was a, a freaking game. awesome game. What a game that was! That was a Rose Bowl. Yeah, and I will. I I I, I mean just. Again, I think the committee got it right uh, with getting Alabama in there. I think that Alabama-Michigan game was was stellar. I mean, both teams, haymaker after haymaker. Uh, Michigan, first of all, if I'm Michigan special teams, I'm hitting the practice field all week. I'm sorry. If I'm Jim Harbaugh, I'm like, you're hitting the jugs machine, and you're just learning how to catch a goddamn punt. Yeah. Because like, well, that almost cost him there at the end. The, the funny part was I was watching that – Laying down, ready to go to go to sleep or whatever. I, I think I lasted till about halfway through the fourth. I think so. I saw a majority of the game, and I ended up lightly falling asleep. Or whatever, kept the TV on, 
And all of a sudden, I heard this like screaming and everything. And I had my glasses on, so I rolled over and I see like a, a scuffle at the end zone. So I'm trying to listen to see what is, is a safety touchdown. What? And that's why I heard the um, announcer saying that this possible safety. This is game over. So I threw the glasses on real quick. They recovered it. Muff punt. I'm like, holy shit. Well, I'm like, well, I'm awake now. I'm going to watch the rest of this shit. Whoa, dude. <laughs> it was like, wow. The thing so that, when you talk about a game that had everything, like that game had almost everything. The thing that blew me away with that game, and this is, I, I think I messaged you about halftime, Michigan's defense was killing that quarterback. Oh, yeah. And it was, what, three-point game when I messaged you? It, it was a close game when I messaged you. And uh, I, I, get, I was very drunk, so I, I might I don't remember exactly <laughs> what you might have said. But like, I, I think it was like a three or no more than a seven point game by that point. But like it was like if you if you didn't have the score on that on, on the TV and you just watched what the Michigan defense was doing to that quarterback, you would have thought it would have been forty five eight. And here it was only like three points. And then how it ended, I am sorry. Alabama's play call for that, that final let's run it up the middle. I swear to God, the the Eagles offense coordinator called and said, "Hey, let me let me call a play here." Because that's a such a Eagles offense coordinator call. I no, I, I disagree. I think it was a good play call if the fucking center could snap the ball. Dude, and how about that? Even snapping the ball all game. Yeah, there was. I mean, there was a couple of fumbles. There was a couple of missed snaps, high snaps, and that was another one. It was a low snap. Miro had to take a breath or two to go and pick up the ball. And start running by that time, it's already done. I think if that play is executed the way it's supposed to be executed, it's at least I think I, I think I, I think that play works. But see, that's why I, I didn't understand because because he had to take the extra beat to get the low snap. By the time the center got through with the blocking, the rest of the line was able to go ahead and close up that gap. Yeah, like that's a play that needs timing. It needs to be snap, grab, run through. And instead, it was snap, oh shit, pick up ball, then go, then got to try to go through. And by that time, the the, the, the gap is already closed. And that's why, so, that's and, why I, I don't understand why they didn't, you know, during like the fourth quarter, even when he was having uh, trouble with the snap. Okay, you know, you're punting the ball away. Get over on that sideline, get some snaps in. Don't, don't you know, I, I know you want to look at the, the MacBook or whatever. Either that or, listen, I'm sorry, college quarterbacks, Learn to get underneath the center. Yeah, I know that's a, that's kind of become a lost art now is taking s- snaps under center. But listen, get your hands under that dude's ball sack and take a goddamn <laughs> snap. If you, if you're having that much problem doing shotgun snaps, get under his ass. Yeah, like I'm sorry. That's what, like you you need to learn how to do these things, and uh, that that's a big problem. And I'll also say this: despite how great the game was, despite everything like that. God damn it, is the college overtime the fucking worst? Why? It is absolutely just the worst, most atrocious kind of overtime that there has ever been. And it they need to absolutely get rid of that. Either go with the NFL model or or try to do something else. But that, this college overtime bullshit, and I've been saying it for a long time, even back before they, quote unquote, tried to fix it. It is fucking bad. So you don't like the... Matt, you know the the score for score. You you just want whoever. I want them to play football. I don't want it to be a a, a five hour game. It's the, same, it's the same with my feeling about hockey and the shootout. Yeah, I hate the fucking shootout. No, because not only that, but with the, with that you're taking away special teams. 
Yeah. And let's be honest, Michigan special teams were not performing all that well. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I think that's something that college needs to look into. And also, and I think this point has been made a couple times, uh, they need to get it down by contact rule. Yeah. Because this whole just if you're down, you, you're down and marked down no matter what. Like, that's bullshit. Because, you know, you see people go down to get a ball past and, oh, you're down right there when there's nobody within 20 yards of them. Yeah. And it's like, come on. That, like, and come, I, that's, I would like to see them bring the, the two feet in rule, though, too. Because, I mean, if, obviously, most of these, majority of these guys are going to the NFL. Listen, no, I don't mind having the one-foot rule. That's fine. That's college. I don't mind that. But at least have it be down by contact. At least have a fucking overtime that makes sense. Yeah. And it didn't just... Oh, we're on the twenty yard line. Just let's try to score all the time. But you know, come on. And then, oh, after two overtimes, it's just going to be two point conversion attempts. What? Oh, that's what? right. I, I forgot about that rule. Fuck out of here! Like it's so bad. It's so bad. I hate the college rules. That being said, it was a fantastic Rose Bowl. It was a fantastic Sugar Bowl between Washington and Texas. And I'll say this. Uh, I think the Giants, depending on how things finish out, are probably going to be around the sixth pick. Uh, and I like Daniel Jones. I do. I will. I still believe in Daniel Jones. I like him. But if the Giants can get Michael Penix Jr., I want Penix. The only problem I have with him is the injuries in the past. I, I don't give a shit. I don't. Oh, he, modern medicine. He's had two ACL tears. He might as well not have any. Yeah, with the, way, but, with the way things are today, yeah, I want them. I watched him place balls like he was Aaron Rodgers. He put balls in exactly where he needed to be. Get your mind out of the gutter. <laughs> but he he was placing fo- footballs. He was there, placing footballs. There we go. <laughs> like in in spots that were like, how did he? I'm like, how did he catch that ball? Yeah, and it's like, oh, because it got thrown over his shoulder right where it needed to be. No, I'm not saying he's not a bad quarterback. but And, dude, I'm sorry. I don't care. Like I said, it, 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 with, with the way modern medicine is and things like that, he's still young. Yes, I know he ha- he's had two ACL surgeries. I know he's had uh, uh, some of the other shit. I want that man. If I, if the Giants can get him, I want it. He, to me, He's the top quarterback going into this draft. So you I know other people are going to be like, oh, Caleb Williams. Yeah. I don't care. Caleb Williams, I've never been high on Caleb Williams. He's not even a first round talent. He's got bust written all over. Yep. I, 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 want, I want the Penix. Give me so, some of that big Penix energy. So you're okay putting him behind your offensive line? You wouldn't draft an offensive lineman? Even though you don't have a great no, track record. Build, no, listen, I'm no, the Giants have to build an offensive line. We have to get offensive linemen. Yeah. And we will. But you can get good offensive linemen that aren't that high in the draft. You're getting you can't get Michael Penix in the second round now. Maybe before the Sugar Bowl, you might have. Yeah. And even then I don't, I I think he was still high in the I still think he was a, a first round pick. But I think especially after that Sugar Bowl and then if he wins the national championship and if he plays the same way in Houston that he played at the Sugar Bowl, that guy's going to be a, a top five, top ten pick. Okay. And I don't want the Giants to miss out on another one. And I know that we need an offensive lineman. 
well, we need a lot of offensive. <laughs> yeah. But I think if we you get Penix, you you have him behind Daniel Jones. You let Daniel Jones play. You see how he does. Hopefully, he has a good year like he did last year, and not like the year he had this year. You know, yeah. where he gets injured and, and he was getting murdered. Um, give Penix time behind him, uh, uh, and and then after that, you know, Daniel Jones' contract is up. You can get, uh, uh, you know, while you're doing this, you can also start rebuilding. Hopefully, rebuild the offensive line a bit. Uh, start looking at running backs because. You know, I, I'm sorry, Saquon hasn't worked out. Yeah. In my opinion, Saquon hasn't worked out. Let him go to greener, greener, greener pastures <laughs> wherever he can find them. Uh, somebody obviously will pick him up. Running backs are, are are always in need, but for cheap apparently. Yeah. Um, and uh, and work through that and uh, work with that. But uh, so it sounds like it sounds like you're over De- uh, Devito. Don't bring him back. I think you can keep Devito. Yeah, I think you can keep Devito as as the as the emergency third string, and then after next year, when Daniel Jones moves on, uh, and you have Penix as your starter, then you have Devito as your backup. Okay. Yeah, just a, just a you know conveyor belt, something. Like I, <laughs> again, I, I I think Penix is too much of a talent to miss out. And I think somebody else is going to pick him up before the Giants have a chance. But I think if he's available when when the Giants do pick in that top ten, I really want them to take him. I really want them to take him. And I, again, I'm not usually that kind of guy where I'm like, "Yeah, go get the first pick." Oh yeah, get, you know, fight. You know me and how I feel about draft picks. Yeah, I'm not a big draft picks guy. I'm not a big draft capital guy. I'm always like, uh, you know, you can always get a veteran that you know what you're getting as opposed to uh, a crapshoot when it comes to the draft. And again, Michael Penix might not work out in the end. Like you said, he's injured. Maybe he pops an ACL his first game and he's done for his career and he retires and he's like Teddy Bridgewater. He never has a great career or anything like that when he was so promising. You don't know. know. And that's what I mean with draft picks. You don't know. But I think of the quarterbacks that are coming out that people are thinking of our top quarterbacks, top four, top five quarterbacks. I mean, I was kind of high on Penix anyway, where everybody was still saying he was a mid-second rounder. I I think he's only gotten better, and I think you're starting to see people finally wake up and see, oh, this kid actually does have it. He actually does have this stuff. And I think part of it is because he was all the way out in Washington. Yeah. So nobody really paid attention or saw him. Again, this is a team that everybody had picked Oregon to to wipe the floor with in the Pac-12 championship game. And the opposite happened, and I think a lot of that is because this kid. I I I am I, I don't know if you could tell. I am very <laughs> high on on Penix, so I I really would hope the Giants would get him. That's a long way to go. Still, we still got to go and and see what happens with that. But uh, uh you know, the Giants still got to beat the Eagles on Sunday, which so will probably happen. I hope I hope it's more by eight. <laughs> I hope it's if the Giants can beat the Eagles by more than eight points. I can finally hold the belt again. <laughs> and I am dying for that to happen because the only way I ever seem to win the belt is if we split the season series because the Giants have never swept the goddamn Eagles, apparently. <laughs> uh, but to get a win against the Eagles after so long, it's just, you know, I feel like that Titanic meme. It's been 84 years. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just frustrating. It would be a great way to end the season. Um, 
and I don't care if the Eagles rest everybody. I don't care if we're playing Marcus Mariota. I don't care if we're playing the Philadelphia Stars defense. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I, I, a win against the Eagles is a win against the Eagles. That's how I will look at it. That's how I'll go into the offseason. Uh, and then we'll have the playoffs ready to go. So it'll be uh, it'll be something. By the way, what do you think of the new UFL? I like it. Um, <clears throat> a couple of the announcements they did, I, I like the idea of XFL champion against the USFL champion uh, first week. Um, I don't like that the Philadelphia team's not there, but I'll have to pick a, a, a new team. You know um, who's there? You know who's there? I might have to. Saw's law, baby. You know what? I, this, this, this might be the second team ever that me and you will ever agree on. Because, I mean, there's no one else that really stood out to me. So I might have to root for them. But before we start talking about that, uh, what is your prediction for the national championship? I don't Because uh, that's next weekend, right? That is next Monday. Next Monday. Next Monday. Is the national championship national championship at uh, NRG Stadium in Houston, Texas? Uh, which, by the way, I agree with Kirk Herbstreet. Uh, I think the national championship should be at the Rose Bowl oh, permanently yeah. Yeah. every year. I think you can have the playoffs and break it down and whatever. I think the way it should be, me personally, the way I would do it is you have the playoffs. I think the higher seed should always be home at their home campus, at their home stadium, as it progresses through Yeah. until you get to the national championship game, and that should always be at the Rose Bowl. Yeah. I agree. I, that, that's how I would do it. Uh, and I know other people will scream, well, what about all these other historic bowls, like the Cotton Bowl and the Orange Bowl and the Peach Bowl? And I was like, did you watch the Orange Bowl? Yeah. Did you watch the Fiesta Bowl? Did you watch the... The, the Cotton Bowl, did you watch any of these other bowl games that supposedly mean so much? Nobody gave a shit. Yeah. The players didn't give a shit. Players had left and were either sitting out or were transferring. Like, you know, nobody nobody watched. Nobody watched. Nobody cares. Yeah. If it's not part of the playoffs, nobody cares. Stop trying to force the bowls into the playoff and have it be like, oh, well, this bowl means so much. It doesn't mean anything. The bowls don't mean anything. The bowls are dead. I'm sorry. Yeah, and that's fine. If you want to have some other, the smaller ones that, like you know, the 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 MAC and Conference USA and all the other ones, that, you know, whoever else they mm -hmm. want to play in smaller bowls afterwards, that's fine. They can do that in front of ten, twenty thousand people if that's what they want to do. The naysayer bowl, but at the end of the day, the bowls are gone. The bowls don't mean anything. And yeah. to try to shoehorn them into the playoffs, like, well, the the, the quarterfinals are going to be at these bowls, and the semifinals are at these four. It's like, stop. Yeah. No. Nobody cares. So, again, only the first round of the playoffs is going to be at, at a home stadium for these college teams. That's bullshit. Yeah. I think that's stupid. Imagine what, you know, it, it could be so much better. Imagine that. Imagine you have, like, a, a you know, a Georgia has to go to Michigan, they have to go to Ann Arbor in December. Oh, my God. What a game that would be. <laughs> What again? That or you have like you know, uh, no Notre Dame has to go down to play Texas at Texas. Who's not showing up for that? One hundred and ten thousand people. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, 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 it becomes such a thing. Like I, 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 th I think hopefully that's coming. I think there's going to be a, we got. I think there's a big restructuring coming. I don't know if, how long it's going to take. Whether it takes ten years, 
15 years, whatever. But I think there's a big restructuring coming where you're going to see kind of the conferences go by the wayside and a lot of these bowls go away. And you're going to have, you know, just like Northeast, Southeast, Midwest, Southwest, Pacific kind of divisional areas where you have these colleges and they'll kind of organize it kind of in the Chip Kelly way. Yeah. I think you'll see that. But back to the question you asked. <laughs> Who do I have in the national championship? It's kind of hard to not pick Michigan. But the way Washington plays, and and again, I'm a big I'm a big, I'm a big Phoenix guy. Love love that big Phoenix. <laughs> um, I know it's Penix. Oh uh, boy. Uh, I will say Michigan. I will go Michigan, but I think it'll be close. And I think I, and I would not be surprised in the least if Washington wins. Okay. At all. I, I think it's going to be that. I think you're going to have a close. No, it's not going to be like last year. Yeah, where it was what sixty-seven to ten or whatever it was, which now, thanks to Florida State, is only the second biggest blowout because Florida <laughs> State sucks and never deserved to even be thought of in the college football playoffs. So, sorry, Seminole fans. Oh, <laughs> that's 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 what that's that you you all deserve to be chopped from the playoffs, and you did. And uh, now we know why because you would have gotten blown out. So, I will great. pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Michigan. Um, and this is my fault. I, I did not watch the Washington game. I, for, I forgot that was on, so I just caught the, the Michigan game. But if that defense plays how they played against Bama, I think it's still going to be a good game. But I think Michigan's going to pull it out. Harbaugh's going to go to the NFL. Michigan will have the title taken away from them, which will start a whole another you know storm by the NCAA. That's not that, that they, they could try. They're not going to. They already got. They already got the punishments for what what happened. If they try to do that. If they try to do like a double jeopardy punishment. That'll be. Um, and not only that, like somebody else said, oh, I can't wait for this to get vacated. It's like, listen, you can't vacate eyeballs. Yeah, you know, that's like, the again, thing. They took the they took what was it the two thousand three or two thousand four national championship away from USC. Yeah. Or all well, I said, not to me. Or even I the, watched USC win those championships. Even the Heisman they're Trophy with Reggie Bush. Yeah, you know. Uh, yeah, the record record books don't say it, but we all know up here. I watched it. I watched it happen. They they were the best team that year. Yeah, and you know you see that a lot with college basketball too, where they've taken away national championships from these teams for this reason or that reason, or this team vacates wins and that, you know, whatever. And especially nowadays, how NIL is and how all these kids are getting paid anyway. Yeah. It's like, first of all, go screw. Second of all, give Reggie Bush his Heisman back. And third, stop with this whole, oh, you're vacating wins and you're vacating a championship. No, you're not. Go, go fuck off. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> and, and college football, again, they really don't have a connection with the NCAA. Like the NCAA, they, they, they allow the NCAA, like our purview, by their leisure. Yeah. Like, if college football, if all, if all the top college football teams tomorrow said, we're just doing the college football play, that's our new structure. The NCAA can't do anything anyway. And that's the thing. The college, that trophy they got? Yeah. The, college, the whole college football playoffs? That's not NCAA. Yeah. That's not sanctioned by the NCAA. You ever see all the other NCAA championships? That's that cool little... You know, wood board, it's got the gold thing, the NCAA, and the glass in the middle. Yeah. All that cool shit. 
That's what you get when it's an NCAA-sanctioned championship. You don't get that in football. There isn't that. What do you get? You get the college football player because that's its own separate organization. Yeah. And I think that's what you're looking at as going forward. Is like the CFP is going to be the the the, the general overviewing organization. Yeah. And that's where you're going to have like this breakup of the conferences. College football is going to be separate from the conferences then of the other sports, which is what I think Chip Kelly was getting. At. Yeah. Have football be its own thing, so you're not punishing these other sports and these other athletes for the football money. Yeah. You know. Because that, at the end of the day, it's all about the football money. They bring in so much money. Oh yeah. Uh, but at the cost of, like, the travel for some of these teams is insane. Yeah. So, but that's an argument for another day, Jimbo. Before we go, though, you know what I have to take though before the the national championship game, so I could stay up and watch the whole game. Yeah, because you missed the Washington Texas game. Yeah. Because you got so t- granted that game on was on late. It yeah. was on late because the Rose Bowl went so late. But uh, what, is, is there a way that you would be able to kind of stay up later and still have focus, Jimbo? There is, and it's a healthier way than those other canned ones that have the little wings and things like that right the here. Little cows on them and Little such. cows, bulls, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But Some kind of uh, uh, on-the-color spectrum animals. Yeah. Usually a farm animal of some kind. Right here. W. What is that? What is that? W, Ener- w Energy. Eh. There, there you go. You put it right the camera. That's W, baby. Woo. That's that good stuff. <laughs> and see, here's the great thing about W. As we were talking about with some of those other ones, the other ones that, you know, they might be monstrous or they might be some kind of star of music as they uh, as they try to market themselves as. Or, as we said, there's some kind of weirdly colored farm animal that uh, some people will drink, they are full, absolutely top to the brim with sugar. Yeah. And that's part of their gimmick. That's part of their, oh, I drink it. I got so much energy. But you know what happens? You know what happens, Jimbo? When you get too much sugar in your system? What's that? One, you get diabetes. And I can tell you that from experience. (laughs) So you don't want that. And second of all, you get the sugar crash. You drink all that, you get buzzed on the sugar, and the caffeine and the taurine and the guarine and the bodine and the bedine and the body, and then you crash. And then you feel worse than you did before. And you're like, oh, I'm tired. I'm not doing nothing. But see, here's the thing with Dubby Dubby doesn't have any sugar in it. So you're not going to end up like that. You don't get that crash. You just stay focused and energized and you do it for longer. Also, here's a thing that Dubby has that none of the other ones have. What's that? And neurofactor. It actually helps your brain do the thinking more. Helps you do the more thinkies, which is what you need. You and me both, because I just said more thinkies. I'm, I'm, so I'm still in that word. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You has got it for free. But I could actually use better words if I started drinking the dubby because it has the neurofactor. It helps the synapses fire. Beep, 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 beep. Helps it work out. By the way, here's the other great thing about dubby. If you go to their website, it's w.gg, by the way. Go to w.gg, check out all their wonderful products there. You can get all the different flavors that they have. Uh, I know the Beach and Peach we've talked about. My personal favorite, the Dub Sludge, which is that nice apple flavor, which I dig a lot. You like the, what is it, the Funky Monkey or something? No, they actually discontinued that, which I was was disappointed. Limited edition. This one right here, Callow Cream. 
which is like an orange creamsicle flavor. Like a creamsicle one, nice. Yeah. That, that, that's my new favorite one. But see, here's the thing. They have all that over there at W.GG, as well as they have some other products there, too. They have, like, the shakers that you can have it in there for that, even some merchandise. It's cool stuff. When you go to check out, you'll see a little promo box there. You put in ST Sports 18, all capital letters, ST Sports 18, all capital letters. Guess what? You're going to get 10% off of your entire order. Uh, it's, it's a deal that you can't miss, especially if you want to stay energized and stay focused. With Again, week 18 of the NFL season is coming up. College national championships coming up. Playoffs are coming up. Super Bowl's coming up. You don't want to miss any of it. You want to stay focused. You want to be awake for all of it. Easy way to do that. Gubby, Jimbo, what's the what, what's the headline? Be better. There you go. <laughs> and also, they, they have some hydration ones over there too. So you know, New Year, New Me, whatever you're gonna go with, really? and, and you want to get into the, the 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 weight room, the gym room. Hey, listen. There you go. What, what's the old uh, What's the old saying? Hydrate or dehydrate. There you go, buddy. There you go. <laughs> if you want to make sure that you stay hydrated, or you know, if uh, you know. You know, you, you 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 drink too much the night before, and then you you get the bud mud, you get the uh, you get the drunk squirts, yeah, and you're like, oh, feel like hell. You know, a little the the dubby, little little dubby hydration. There you go. Oh yeah. See, see, listen. This is the one thing we're learning that dubby's there for you for all your needs. Yeah. Whether it's just staying focused for all the uh, you know, if you're studying or watching football or gaming, they're a big gamer, uh, you know, fuel kind of thing. Yeah. You know, oh, I got to stay up and play Fortnite all night or whatever the hell the kids are playing nowadays. Baldur's <laughs> Gate. I don't know. I don't play video. Uh, but if you are, that's fine. Dubby's going to help you out with that. Uh, and also now, like you said, if you're going to the gym or if you're just a drunk, uh, it helps keep <laughs> hydrated, which is good. You know, yeah. I'm not going to judge whether you're healthy or whether you're an alcoholic. I give no judgment. I'm just letting you know that you can go ahead and hydrate now if you have W as well. So W's there for you for all your needs. There you go. So Boy, we should really send some of uh, some of our reads over to them and see what they think. <laughs> They'll probably, they probably tell us to immediately stop talking about <laughs> send a, a, a deceased order. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever they call it. See, no, they're not going to kill us, Jim. I don't know, man. Some of our reads. <laughs> I think that's going to be it for us this week. In the truck. <laughs> that's, that's not the tagline I remember. <laughs> uh, anything else for the show? I was trying to think. We talked a little bit about the NFL. We talked about the Eagles sucking, which is always a fun topic for me. How, how Dallas uh, screwed us over. Uh, the Devils suck. We just can't seem to get it together. I can't watch uh, the Flyers. Uh, Every they got to get the Winter Classic off of cable and back onto broadcast TV somehow. That having it on TNT is uh, is killing it. It's yeah. the worst. Uh, you know, back when it was on NBC all the time, like it made sense and that was cool. And you see, it's reflected by the numbers. I think it did like a one point two million viewership yeah. where when it used to be on NBC like in NBC's lowest was like four and a half million uh like you have like it's it's not great yeah so they have to fix that because putting it on TNT is just it's a it's murdering the game it's murdering it so because that's it I didn't even get to really I saw like maybe 10 minutes total of the winter classic I didn't really watch it because it was hard to get like I, I'm yeah. a cord cutter so I don't have cable i don't have anything like that so trying to watch it is nearly impossible yeah. so 
just it's not it's not great it's not great so they got to fix that uh and uh, what else I don't, I don't know if there's too much else we talked about a bunch uh i'm interested to see what happens this weekend and again as as the week goes on we're going to find out more and more who's sitting starters and who's not like i said i think san francisco said they're sitting their starters yeah um uh, kansas city sitting theirs cleveland is sitting theirs I don't know about Baltimore yet. They haven't said whether or not they're going to sit or play against the Steelers. Okay. Uh, even though they don't have anything to play for, they hate the Steelers. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a rivalry game can always mean more. I don't know what's going on with that. We didn't even talk about the, the Bills and Dolphins, how big that game is. Yeah. Uh, you know, with the Bills either being the number two seed or out of the playoffs, <laughs> depending on, on how things shake out. A uh, lot of scenarios still going down. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, I'm going to try to hopefully do a couple more little bits during the week to keep everybody informed here on the YouTube channel, anyway. Okay. And uh, and then we'll talk uh, we'll talk more next week when we know how the playoffs have uh, have uh, shook out and uh, what we have going on into uh, into the playoffs. And and that's it. This is this is the last week of NFL football regular season NFL football. Let's take a moment. Let's all enjoy it. Uh, because we're only a little over a month away now from having no football. So, and I just, as much as I love the UFL, yeah. and the XFL and the USFL and, and merging and all that other stuff, there's nothing quite like the NFL. So we're going to be missing it. So uh, even if there, even if it's bad games, sit, watch, enjoy, have some snacks, and uh, just have a good time. I just have one request. What's that? Brad Allen, don't fuck this up. Oh, you know he's gonna fuck it up. You know he's gonna. I get. I wonder what the bet is, on like, does Brad Allen fuck up a call, and how do you even quantify that if you could bet on? Yeah. But like, I guess it would be. Is there a call or non-call that Brad Allen makes that completely fucks up the game? <laughs> like, I'd put all my money on that. Yeah. I would, but you know, well, Saturday night, we'll see. So till next week, this is your good friend Jimbo, and it is your boy King. We're out.